having somebody else being able to repurpose that and break it down and share it across different platforms and really make that effort that you put into it go much further than just that one piece of content that you're creating. So that is something that's incredibly important and really thinking about and it will save you so much time and energy. Welcome to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I am Madeline Weick Silva. I'll share my real-life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day-to-day without me, so that now I run my seven-figure business on three-day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. Hello there, visionaries. So last week, I spent some time really going over the five stages of business move through, going from zero to seven figures. And today, I want to really deep dive into the dream up stage and the startup stage and really kind of give you the both the thing what to focus on if you're in those stages and also what to avoid and what to watch out for and how to get the support that you need to move through those stages as quickly and as easily as possible. So the dream up stage is really where you start dreaming up your business and you're looking at, you know, maybe you have a brilliant idea or you have something that you're really passionate about and you have this vision about supporting people and helping humanity in a certain way. And the dream up start stage is usually the point where you're starting to dream about the possibility of stepping into a business that is really surrounding your passion and your genius and how to contribute in a bigger way. And so this is super exciting time, right? It's really fun to sit in that dream up stage and think about all the ways that you can really step into a bigger version of yourself and lead in a bold way and through the world and give back to humanity in a bigger way. So super exciting, fun, and also can be a little terrifying because you have these brilliant ideas. You haven't really tested it out. You don't know if anybody wants it yet. And, you know, you might not be sure exactly how to execute on it or how to connect with the people that you want to serve. And maybe you've never been in business before and you don't know how to grow a business. And so there you are kind of thinking about it. And the biggest breakdown in the dream up stage is just that most people never get started. You know, a lot of people have brilliant ideas and thoughts about starting a business, but then never really pull the trigger and get rolling and get in the lane of actually making it happen. So you're in that dream up stage. I say this is usually around zero. You're making zero dollar to about 50,000, right? You're starting to maybe dip your toes into starting to make money. You're making, maybe you're making some offers in your local communities and connecting with people and you're starting to make a little money. You're starting to get a little excited because it seems like people actually want what you offer and it's getting a little fun. And you're starting to see that this might be a real possibility, a real palpable possibility for you. And, you know, and you're thinking about, what it could really mean for yourself and for your family and for your legacy. And so it's a really exciting time and also a really terrifying time a lot of times as you're starting that out. I remember when I first started my business, you know, I ended up getting fired from my last job. And there I was kind of thrown out, right, from this position that I have held for about three years. And I had helped double that business. I was an insurance billing specialist in a chiropractic office, multimillion dollar practice in San Jose, California. 
And I also did all the financial consults with all of their patients. This was like really long time ago, like probably 2000 something, like, you know, like long time ago. So there I was, you know, I gotten this job and I've done an amazing job for them and I ended up getting fired. So what really happened was that because I had doubled their business two years and then three years in a row and really helped them create an, a tremendous amount of revenue in their business, they were paying me a lot of money because I was being bonused on top of my hourly rate based on revenue. And they were getting kind of antsy because they felt like they were overpaying me. And also a lot of their colleagues started to reach out to me and ask me for help. And they would call me at work. And I was trying to navigate that. And they got a little bit bent out of shape, which I can totally understand. And so I ended up getting fired. And so I felt completely kicked to the curve. I felt like nobody was ever going to want me. And I was terrified, really terrified. I remember hyperventilating most of those days, trying to figure out, you know, how I was going to make this leap to starting my own business. So I just started out. I literally printed up postcards from Kinko's and got addresses from the Yellow Pages. And I wanted to send that out into the world to get clients. And that's how I started my business. And it actually worked. Like I sent out these postcards and I started to get clients calling me back and I landed a couple of clients and I started rolling. And I was at the time, you know, I was unemployment checks. And so I moved into my then boyfriend's now husband's literally bachelor shack. It was in the industrial part of San Jose. And it was in the gravel parking lot of the warehouse job that he had at the time. And so it was barbed wire fence around it. It had the bail bones buns in the front yard. And he has this tiny little shack in the back that had boarded up windows and sheets over the windows and a drum set in the dining room rather than a dinette set. And, you know, your typical bachelor pad, big TV, big sofa. And to top it all off, you had a freaking snake in an aquarium in the bedroom. I'm not kidding you. You know, this is where we started out. Obviously, I was madly in love and moved in there and started my business at the end of our little bed and on a tiny little desk and on a laptop, you know, trying to make it happen. And, you know, and like I said, I was terrified, so scared. And at the time I had this, you know, crazy goal of making $10,000 a month and really struggled, you know, really struggled with even how I was even going to make that happen. Like I had no idea. Right. And so we just start, I mean, this is the dream up stage. This is what we do. We just start anyway. Right. And so if you in the dream up stage, yes, you're going to be scared. It's going to be terrifying. And you have this lofty ideas. It's also super exciting. And you just kind of have to start putting one foot in front of the other. And the most important thing you can do in the dream up stage is really focusing on your message and really getting clear about who you want to be in the world and how you want to position yourself so you can connect with your ideal audience and really love the right people up and, you know, show up in a really beautiful way. So what does that look like? You know, what does that look like to you? And, you know, who do you really want to connect with? And how do you really get clear on that message? So another thing is, you know, I probably rewrote my website about 10 times in the first year or so when I started this business, you know? So even though I've had super successful businesses in the past, I started, I sold businesses, I started five businesses, I sold two 
you know, I figured a lot of things out. Still, when you're in the dream up stage and you're just kind of figuring things out, it's still a lot of trial and error. So you still need to do a lot of tweaking and really getting clear about how to communicate what it is that you do. In the beginning, you don't really know how to communicate very well about what it is that you want to create for the most part. Even when you know marketing and you understand messaging, which I did, it still took me a really long time to get it just dialed in. And you kind of have to be willing to be in that little bit of limbo. I would tell you in total honesty, it was not easy when I did this again. You know, it hit me a little bit, you know, in the wrong way because it was stressful. I don't like startup businesses, you know, this like the dream up and the startup stage is not my favorite stages of business. It really, you know, takes a lot of energy for you, the owner, really have to spend the energy to make it happen. And really, you are on the ground doing the work. And so I kind of forgotten a little bit about that, in all honesty, when I started this. And so I struggled in parts of it. I really wasn't enjoying myself, right? But at the same time, this is a really, really exciting time because you know the potentiality of the business, but it just takes a little bit longer than maybe you expect to get there. Even when you know, you don't just go, you know, you you can't move horizontal. You still start from the bottom and build it up. And that's just how it is in business. So in the dream up stage, you have a really brilliant ideas. You're getting your feet wet, starting to make an offer and starting to get a few clients and working with clients and building up that whole piece with different people. So the most important thing that you can focus on is really messaging. Now, I have somebody amazing that I think every visionary that's starting a new business that's really in the dream up stage and starting out and wanting to get clear about who they're going to serve and what the message should look like and where you're looking to go. I highly recommend that you connect with one of our referral partners, Melissa Seaman at channeljugenius.com. She's brilliant, right? So she is a Stanford graduated attorney turned intuitive business strategist for women in their midlife, women who are really on that second wave, connecting to their passion, wanting to build something amazing. And she has this natural knack of channeling somebody's messaging for them, really getting those words just right, knowing exactly who you should serve, how to position yourself and getting the message just right for you. And so I highly recommend that you connect with her, channeledyourgenius.com. Go and check out her website. She's brilliant. And I know you're going to love working with her because she really get who you are as a visionary. And then once you kind of figure that out, you have your messaging somewhat dialed in, you're ready to more move into the startup stage. And the startup stage is really where you go between 50 to 250K a year. And you start really revving the engine up of your business and starting to make real money in the business. You're starting to really figure out your marketing tactics and how to reach your ideal clients. You figure out what offers you can put in front of them that really excites them and makes them happy and want to work with you. And you start building that up for them. And when you start doing that, your business really starting to take off. Now, I would say this in a startup stage is still 10 times effort one-time return because you have to get the rocket into the air. So you as the owner is working your ass off in the startup stage to really spin the energy. You have to spin the energy enough and create more kind of like a vortex around your business and your ideas 
to really get that rocket up in the air. And just like they say, getting a rocket up in the air takes 80% fuel, right? To get it up in the air. And then the rest is just to coast. And it's a little bit like that with a business for sure. So the startup stage is getting the rocket in the air. So it takes that 80% effort, like I said, 10 times the effort to one time the return. So this is where you're hitting the pavement. You're really putting yourself out there. You're trying to cut you to try different styles of marketing, different ways of conveying your message, different referral partners. You're really figuring it out and building out those connections with the people that you're really looking for to connect with and the audience that you really want to serve. And this takes some staying power because a lot of the startup stage is about throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what's going to stick. You know, you are literally just trying different things out to see one, what do you actually enjoy doing? Because I can tell you this, doing marketing, consistency is the most important things about marketing. It's not the secret tactic, you know? So one of the things that we always look at, you actually need to enjoy the marketing that you're doing. So you need to kind of figure out, you know, are you a writer? You know, is blog writing best for you? You know, are you more of a talker? Do you rather do video or do you prefer doing something like this, like podcasting? You know, what do you actually enjoy doing? You know, for yourself, what is your natural strengths? What are your unique wiring? Really looking at what do you sustainably can keep doing over and over again that's actually fun for you and a good way for you to put your message out there and connect with your ideal audience. So it turns out for me, I've done it all. I'm more of a writer than a talker, okay? I kind of hate doing video. Okay, I'm not like, I don't know, it feels like it takes a lot of energy for me to get on video. It takes a lot of me getting ready and all of that. And I always feel like I ramble on video because I feel like if it's shorter, it's better. So video is not my favorite way of communicating. I love podcasting. Like I love getting in here, sitting in my office by myself, turning on the mic and just talking and really sharing, you know, the 30 plus years of experience that I have in building small businesses and just kind of sharing from that space of really sharing the brilliance of what comes through in the moment and trusting the process. So I love that. And, you know, I have a lot of fun uh, recording my podcast every single week. So find what really works for you. Because you want to stay consistent. You want to do it over and over again. And you also want to find your cadence. You know, how often do you want to put out content? So for example, when it comes to marketing, I prefer picking one long form content piece that I create. And again, decide on your own cadence. I do podcasts every single week. Now then my podcast production company, take that. And that's my other referral partner, CEO Power. They are amazing at podcast production. They also do all of my repurposing. They take my podcast, that turned into stories, that turned into promotional material on my social media posts. They turn it into a blog post and do SEO on it for my website. And they produce the whole podcast. They add it to my blog on my website. They also send it out to all the different platforms. So you can listen to it on Spotify, on Google Play, on iTunes. So it's available in the different platforms. And they do all of that. So really all I have to do is show up, record the episode, and then I send it over. So finding something that you can tap into that really is a perfect medium for you to convey your message And then having somebody else being able to repurpose that 
and break it down and share it across different platforms and really make that effort that you put into it go much further than just that one piece of content that you're creating. So that is something that's incredibly important and really thinking about and it will save you so much time and energy. So right now, you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in, and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company, and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value-adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free. And you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. Now, the other thing about the startup stage, like I said, you're spinning your energy a lot. You're working a lot. You're usually wearing all the hats in your business because you're not quite ready to hire. Or maybe you hire a couple of virtual assistants to help out with some pieces of the puzzle, which usually turns you, the CEO, from taskmaster to now having to manage a couple of people, which also is a big learning curve in the startup stage. So there's a lot of things that probably are brand new for you and things you didn't realize you were going to have to do as a business owners and tons of ups and downs. It's a big roller coaster in this stage and can be really challenging for you to really kind of ride that wave. And so really tap into, you know, know that from the startup, right? Know that in the startup business, you are going to have to do a lot of things. It's going to be really hard work. You're going to have to put in a lot of time and energy into it, but it's a temporary process, okay? It's not forever. You don't have to do it forever. And if you hang out with me for a little bit, you know I'm not into hustling, but I also know the time and space where you have to put in short-term energy into your business in order to bring it to the long-term. Now, a lot of people in the startup business stage feels like they don't want to do that much work. And so it's really hard to launch a rocket if you're not willing to really spend the energy and step in there and really make it happen, right? You're not going to get very far. You're not going to create long-term success. And this is why over 50% of small businesses fail in the first five years, right? It's because the CEO just can't hang here. And this is a challenging piece, right? But if you are able to do this, it, you really start reaping the benefits in the scale-up stage, now, I'll talk about that next week. That's what we're going to dive into next week. So in the startup station, number one breakdown that you're going to feel is just you, right? You're going to get burnt out. You're going to get tired. You're going to get frustrated because you're trying a bunch of stuff and you don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work. And you're probably going to spend money in ways that didn't really give you the return on investment that you had hoped for. And you're putting energy in ways that you know, you don't really see the return on. And so you're trying a lot of things and you're testing a lot of things. I think that in this stage, what you want to kind of create is a big piece of momentum and leveraging what you built 
in the dream up stage. So that's the thing about these different stages as I'm guiding you through them. Each stage should create the building blocks you need to really move into the next stage. And if you do that stage fully and really embrace where you are in that business, in your business journey and in that box, not that I necessarily is in favor of boxing you in. But if you can stay in the lane that you're in, you're going to move so much faster through the stages and go really deep rather than comparing yourself to somebody that's in the scale up stage or the team up stage, or, you know, you're comparing yourself in the rock on stage so that you are constantly not really clear about what it is that you're going to focus on and what is unique about where you are right now. But if you can really buy into the stage that you're in, and really do everything you can to focus on the pieces that needs to change in that stage to create the building blocks to step into the next one. Everything will go faster. It will be a lot easier on you. And you won't waste as much time, energy, or money in the wrong directions because you'll be focusing on the right thing at the right time. So it's really important to first really identify where are you in business. So the dream up stage is zero to 50,000. The startup stage between zero to 250K. That's just measuring sticks. And both these stages, you're usually a solopreneur. In the startup stage, you might have a couple of VAs, usually part-time, that helps you out with some of the tasks. And so this is usually how the business looks at this point. And you are growing it as best you can on your own. You know, a lot of it is just muscling in and putting the energy in. So this is a part that's, you know, that where you're testing a lot of things, a lot of trial and error, and it can feel a little bit like throwing darts in the dark and hoping you're going to hit the bullseye. But if you focus on the right things and you really look at how could I get my marketing dialed in and my sales process dialed in, in the startup stage, right? Then you have the foundational pieces to really move into the scale up stage. So dream up stage is all about getting your messaging really, really clear so you can connect with your ideal audience. And then in the startup stage is to get really clear on your offers and the sales process so that you can really start converting potential clients into paying happy clients inside your programs, inside your offers, right? So that's what you want to focus on in each one of those stages. If you do this really well, then you should be able to move through the dream up stage and the startup stage probably within the first year of being in business, right? That's really what we want to see happen. And if you can make that happen, you are really, really good position to move into the scale up stage. You don't want to rush this stage. If you rush this stage, you're going to build the wrong thing. Okay. So if you're trying to rush through this and you're trying to do this much faster, you are oftentimes going to miss really important learning, really important insight, and really important mistakes that you need to make in order to learn what is going to work for you and how you really do want your business to look like. And so there's a process here that I really want you to embrace and take fully in. And it's not necessarily enjoyable, but it is a temporary position. And if you go all in here, it's going to make it so much easier to scale up when you are ready to do that. Okay, so these are the foundational pieces. Now, in the startup stage, if you have done your work in the dream up stage and really nailed your message, you now get your offer and your sales process really dialed in. 
this is a really good time to do a big splash in your industry, to really kind of announce who you are, you know, and position yourself as a leader in your industry. One of the most powerful ways that I know how to do this is to do a virtual summit. Virtual summit is kind of like a conference where you invite tons of different speakers that are working with the same kind of clients that you work with and create an experience for a bunch of different attendees. You can have anything from 500 to like thousands and thousands of people attend or opt in to this. So it really grows your list, which is one of the most valuable assets you can build for startup business. It also really puts you on the map with other leaders in your industry that get to know who you are and what you do. And you are interviewing them for the summit interviews, right? So I recommend bringing in about 12 or so different speakers and really featuring them and supporting them. So it creates visibility for them, but it also allows you to build personal relationship with these other leaders that serve the same clients as you. Do something a little bit different, but in your industry. So how can you support them and how can you build that out in a really beautiful way? So looking at that would be really important, right? So a summit is something that can really create that big splash, create massive ripple effects if you do it right, like everything in business, right? So what I mean by that, you want to pick leaders to come and speak that work with the same audience as you and do something slightly different. Okay. You want to do interviews with each one. You want to build personal relationship with those speakers, preferably start inviting a couple of them that you feel super aligned with and think about how can they become long-term referral partners for your business and how can you really support each other to amplify your message. And then you want to put on this big event where all the speakers are collectively supporting you and promoting the summit so that you get a really huge influx of new potential leads into your business and also massively grow your email list. And you actually get people raising their hand, interested in what it is that you are working on, right? And then during the summit, you are building relationship with those people who are attending, you're creating engagement, you are connecting with them, you're helping them grow their own businesses or grow their own personal spiritual path, whatever it is that you focus on in your business and your offering. And then after the summit, you have a fantastic opportunity to now launch one of your offers to this newfound audience that is all excited and seeing you as a leader and really position you beautifully in the industry. This is a fantastic way to put a big splash in your startup stage that you can really leverage your time if you do this right. And ideally, you would even bring in sponsors that cover the cost of putting this thing on. Now, there's a lot of complex technology here. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why we have decided to actually create an offer where we do full-on summit production. Okay, so the summit production that we do, I highly recommend if you're somebody that does high-end offers and you work maybe with more high-end clientele, I highly recommend that you connect with us and talk to us about our Pod Summit launch production company that we are putting together. We have this offer now where we actually will do summits, but with a little bit of a twist. We're doing them on podcasts. And of course, I love podcasts, like I said, but all the summits are done in podcast format. And we can actually even create 
a standalone podcast afterwards that can become an evergreen sales funnel for your offers. And we help you design the theme. We help you bring in the sponsors. We help you bring in the speakers so that everything is completely taken care of, paid before you even start the summit. And you can just show up, shine your light by literally just showing up and interviewing. We will take care of the email marketing. We will take care of the social media marketing. We will help you create promo materials for all the speakers so they can amplify the whole process and really position you as the industry leader that you are ready to become as you're moving into the scale-up stage. This is one of the most powerful ways to really make that big splash. Now, you need to really move through the dream-up stage and the startup stage with a lot of effort and time and energy so that you have a lot of the pieces ready to really invest in a summit. That means you need to have your message really dialed in. You need to know your offers and you really need to know your sales process and you need to be good at doing sales. If you have those three pieces and you're really done your work in a dream up and a startup stage, doing a summit can literally be a total game changer for your business and will be the thing that can easily catapult you into the scale up stage. So if this is you, reach out to us. You can find me, of course, on Instagram, Madeline White Silva, on Facebook, Madeline White Silva, and connect with us. You know, you could just direct message me. I would love to talk to you about a pod summit and production for you. Right now, we have a big discount. We have two spots available. So if you reach out to us right away, we can fit you in and start plotting for when the dates would be best for you for 2023, because now is the time to start planning. We need about four months to really plan it out. And we kick off with a VIP day with me, where we really map out the whole theme, the title, who the speakers should be, who the best sponsors would be, how to really lead the attendees right into your post-summit offers, how to build relationship with your referral partners, and how to do the whole thing. And then the production teams takes over and they do everything for you from then on. So if this is something that sounds like, hey, I want to do a big splash, I'm ready to leap into the scale-up stage and really make a big impact and build long-term success for myself in a short amount of time, then the pod summit is for you. So I hope this is helpful to breaking this down. I would love to hear from you and better understand like, how does this landing? Is this helpful? Are you understanding where you are in your business? And if you want to hear more of an overview of the five different stages, then by all means, check out last week's episode. That's where I went into the whole big overview. And then next week, we're going to focus on scale up and team up stages. So really get ready for that. And I'm really excited that you're here. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you next week for more insights, inspiration, and innovation. Check the show notes for additional resources.